Farewell, babies. And that's where the train of STDs start. No, 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 no. Oh, before that. Uh, no. We've, we've established that. That was back in Nam. That was Seoul, Korea. When he was trying um, heroin for the first time and just laying down the law over there in Vietnam. <laughs> laying down the law. Uh, let's go ahead and start the show, the Simple Mind Sports Show, where we talk New England sports and the uh, latest and greatest coming out of New England sports. Uh, some opening takes. The, the the table is wide open here. We have not discussed what we want to discuss here. Bill, seeing as you're watching the Bruins, why don't you give us a take? Yeah, Bruins have one even strength goal in five games against Carolina. They're out currently, including this game, they're up being outscored 22 to 2 in that um in those of course of those games. Uh, Bruins suck. They're going to get swept by Carolina. This was a terrible matchup. As much as I hate Toronto and how good Toronto is, I'd much rather see Toronto. And it sucks the Bruins got hurt and they couldn't stay healthy to kind of dictate their own seating. But Carolina, it's going to be a sweep. Question, Bill. Has uh, David Pasternak scored any of those two goals? Don't do it, Bill. Don't do it. Bill, I think Bill, he had don't. one out of the two and Taylor All has the second one. The second one being the only playoff goal and Pasternak's being one from what well, was it, November or October? I have no idea. Okay. It's one uh, playoff game. We'll just, we're going to fight now because I'll just go and watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pour a little salt on the wound. You know, when your team is reeling and uh, you need some offensive production, the best goal scorer in the league but would be nice if he showed up. He did knock their goalie out with a uh, cross check to the face. So he just exited the game. Renini or whatever. His oh, Rayanen? Ray, Reina? Reina? Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just cross-checked him. He he ran him on the on a Bruins power play and um he he left bleeding and got carried out helped off the ice. Hey, so that may be the only way they can score on the power play is if you just literally tackle the goalie out of the way. So So if okay. the Bruins win now, do you I take, take it all back? back? Yeah. Everything back. I take it all back. It's and the butthole tattoo again. is still on the table, not for Bill anymore. Now it's Ray's butthole tattoo. Looking for a Stanley Cup finals without Tuka. Uh speaking of that, Ray, why don't you uh why don't you go ahead and uh, go with your opening take? Uh, thank you, Richard. Uh, today is May 6th, uh, Mother's Day weekend. I just want to wish all the mothers out there a very happy Mother's Day. We give shit to all of our mothers, but hey, it's your day today. Enjoy. Wow. Sunday. Wow. Yeah, Sunday. It's your weekend. It's your weekend. It's, your, it's, it's always your day. Every day should be a Mother's Day. I don't know where he's going with this. It feels, it feels slighted, but you know we make fun of his mother the most, so she earned it. Happy Mother's Day, Irene. <laughs> uh, wait wait you, wait does would you just say mother's or do you just say day bill when you just do mother's day just day just day happy just day. day happy day happy day and four years happy mother day within a decade you get the whole message uh here's it off the cups little uh i just got an update on my uh telephone and it says ben simmons will undergo microdiscopy a surgery to have alleviate back pain. This is the, I'm going to completely flip my take on Ben Simmons. This is the best long con an athlete has ever pulled. He's going to go surgery. He's going to go it. under the knife to have back surgery. What just to prove bitch. he's not a pussy. <laughs> what are they going to do when they go in there? They're going to go in there. Take it all back. I take it all back. I'm team Ben Simmons here. This is a $19 million wow. long con. You have to respect the long con. You have to. It's like, you think I'm a pussy? Watch this. I'm going to have back surgery. Because <laughs> I got a, I got a sore back. He's what locked idiot. up in Philadelphia or Brooklyn for another four years. Yeah. Like $160 million or something. He's never playing again. Shit. I told you this. Mark that down, Ray. In the fucking ledger. Two weeks ago, I told it's, you he's never in. playing. He's never playing again. Two nothing hurricanes. Uh, welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show Friday <laughs> Rewind, May 13th, May 6th. Nope. May 6th. It's Mother's yep, Day. You're right. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Bill's dying. Some fucking assholes. I got something. No butthole tattoo for this guy. Nope. Mm. Keep that nice and hairy. 
Uh, if you're looking to get hairy, head on down to White Birch Brewing, the best craft brewing in New Hampshire, Nashua, New Hampshire. Ray address, please. 460 Amherst Street. Good seven Amherst Street. Head on down to the uh, brewery. Get yourself a flight, a pint. Uh, the Dr. Vittles flight of pints. Drive responsibly. Call Uber Ray. Did you get his phone number and a, like a picture of him flash up on the screen? That'd be a nice little. Yeah, I think it'd be a great idea to broadcast his phone number out. <laughs> totally. It's not my phone number. I don't give a fuck. Oh God, the I can't wait to get that angry email. <laughs> we'll leave one digit at the end, so anybody who wants it actually actually work for it. You got to go through the nine different digits and see if you get them. I mean, uh, you'd figure it out pretty quick which one it is. It's the only two numbers that go together. In a phone number? Oh, okay. I got it. That was a sex joke. Uh, okay. Uh, if, you, if you're going to get down to the brewery anyway, whether Uber is there with you or not, um, uh, have some fun. If you can't get there, then get to your local beer store. Wherever you get it, tell me. Simple Minds Boys sent you White Birch Brewing. Uh, okay, gentlemen, we're going to start Celtics. This is Wednesday. Uh, the Celtics just uh, completed the Game 2 victory over the Bucks last night. A nice no, response. From our boys in green, here are some uh, key takeaways for you. My first one was Jalen Brown came out um, uh, on fire. A blaze last night. A blaze of fire. He was uh, uh, fun to watch. 30 points overall, 25 in the first half. Uh, That whole first half, the entire offense was clicking. They had, I believe it was 38 baskets and 28 assists on the game. So they were really moving the ball. Uh, and when they do that, their offense is good. Hence the 23 pointers, uh, 23 point shots made from the Celtics compared to the three, three point shots made by the bucks. Um, I don't think that's sustainable, but a lot of those shots were wide open. They were creating some wide open looks for the Grant Williams of the world, Al Horford, uh, you know, Jalen and Jason got into the mix, obviously, um, Defense on Giannis was the other key fact. Holding that team to 86 points is pretty good. Giannis is shooting under 50% uh, on the season. He's up around 60 in the playoffs. He's above that. So holding him to 30-something percent uh, field goal, uh, what else can you say? Grant Williams had an amazing game. Uh, Defensively stood up, was taking it on the chin, uh, took some uh, big hits from Giannis, and dropped six three-pointers in their eyeball too and talked some shit along the way. So Grant Williams has made himself known as a role player's role player. Still hate him. I know, Bill, because you can't give up on your on your take. Uh, here's a good one you can hate. Derek White sucks. Derek White stinks. <laughs> Derek White stinks. I, I never thought I'd say this, but we need Marcus Smart back as soon as possible. We were singing his praise after that good two-game run that he started, and yeah. now I'm like, get this bum off. I'd rather Peyton Pritchard. Start Peyton Pritchard. I he think Bill could go on the court shoot. and shoot. I think Bill could go out there in the court and get a basket more than Derek. No, Michael. I suck at basketball. I definitely can't. Oh, wow. Just, wow. In, the sh- just in the show wow. change, he's changed his tune from comparing himself to professional athletes. Well, uh, no, to- NFL. He's an NFL player. Oh, Not he's an NBA NFL player. player. Tune in on Not Tuesday NFL. to hear uh, Bill's you know, overly confident uh, self-worth. Of Draft analysis of himself, yeah. <laughs> uh, best player for the Bucks. both these games has been Drew Holiday. He's been yep. getting buckets, getting where he wants to go, and a harassing defense, uh, almost full court, almost every possession. Um, again, Marcus Smart out with a thigh bruise, the toughest guy in the, uh, in the NBA. Couldn't there's get on more the court. To it. The there's more. No, no, no. What no. A there's, pussy. More, there's more to it than that. Uh, Jay Stu is breaking it down. He has a he had a separated shoulder. He does have a bruise on his thigh, but then he also pulled something in, in his calf or, or hamstring, they're saying. So he has three injuries. Hey, I side with say- him with a calf injury, man. Mine's still flaring up. It's been like three weeks, month. <laughs> I mean, it's still. And you're hey, NFL you walk, caliber, man. You, no way. You walked nine holes yesterday. You looked good doing it, too. Oh, well, you're right. I did walk nine holes yesterday. You guys walked. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, Can't yeah, believe buddy. you guys didn't tell me that in the text chat. Uh, anything else? What else? How else do you see this series? Oh, going? we kept that private. We'll let you know next week when we walk. Okay, I appreciate. Yeah, no, let me know. <laughs> uh, hole by hole, please. Uh, how how is how do you see this series going there, Bill? Uh, basketball, Bill. Um, game one, we haven't talked about too much. Game two, Celtics response. Uh, should we expect this kind of back and forth, seven game, six game type of series? I know you have the Bucks uh, taking it down. What do you expect to see here in your initial uh, kind of reaction from? The well, I think game? you made a good point with the the threes. I mean, Brooklyn, I mean, I'm sorry, Brooklyn, uh, Milwaukee only hit three. I mean, the, the Celtics are shooting 41% from behind the, the line right now. I mean, that's not sustainable, right? And like you alluded to open shots, they are getting open looks, but the, eventually that, that luck's going to run out. You know, you're seeing the calls 
Giannis is getting. I mean, he's not getting the offensive calls. He's getting it. He's hard to stop. You you just got to try to contain everybody around him. I mean, Drew Holiday is the, the, the big the big key. I mean, they spent four first round draft picks and two and two pick swaps to go out and get him. It led to a championship last year, and he's looking better this year than he did last year. I mean, this is a dogfight. I think you know you're looking at a series that's going to go six or seven games. I mean, this is what you're going to do. I think Grant Grant Williams. They're making a, a huge deal about him, but he's not going to stop Giannis. He's not going to continue to do that, especially now that you're moving to Milwaukee. You know, good for Milwaukee. They're going back 1-1, but yeah, they're going to adjust. I mean, who's a Budenholzen? Budenholzen or whatever. I mean, he's a, a championship coach. I mean, he knows how to coach, and that they're going to adjust that Grant Williams factor, and I don't think he's going to get the calls that he was getting, and I think you're going to see Giannis on the line fucking 20 times going forward, and it, it's going to be hard to beat. I mean, he's the best player on the, in, on the planet, number two, number three, wherever you want to put him behind Kevin Durant or whoever's opinion. And then sure. he's shown it. He can take over a series and you got to hope you can contain him, but getting Marcus smart back and healthy. It was good to see. It was good to steal one with, with him out. So, I mean, you, I think his health depends on it. You're not going to survive another game or two with him out. If he's out a long stretch, I mean, the only way you're going to win. And I hate to say it and praise him that much is with, if, if he's healthy and in the series, because Derek white, Peyton Pritchard, as much as I like Pritchard, he's not, he's not Marcus smart. And just no, their guard depth stuff. is limited to those three players. It's, it's, it's as much than that as it is the individual performances, their depth, that guard is really, really shallow. Uh, and they need Marcus Smart back for more reasons than one. Ray, uh, your thoughts on the first two games here and uh, the series moving forward? Uh, game one, I thought there was way too many three-pointers taken over fi- – I think it was they 50. They took 50. 50 three-pointers. They 50. And they made 19 out of them, so that was a bad. And then on game two, they shot over 70% in the first quarter uh, from uh, field goal range, so that's unheard of. I don't think they can keep up with that, obviously. Uh, Al Horford, I think, is the guy that should be getting a lot of praise right now, not Grant Williams. He's been the one going up against Giannis. He's doing a great job at 35 years old. He looks like he's uh, got a little spring in his step for this playoff run. And it's great to see from Al Horford, you know. Uh, other than that, I think Grant Williams is playing great. Uh, I like the shit talking. He has confidence rolling in. He's being a great role player right now, and that's what we needed. We needed like an Eddie House. Remember, we were talking about earlier in the year. We needed someone like Eddie House to give the spark off the bench. That's been Grant Williams for us this year, so I'm happy with that. Uh, the other thing I need to say is Tatum needs to stop bitching at the refs. It's never going to change. Even if you're bitching, they're not going to call a foul for you. They're just going to tee you up one more time. So cut the shit. Go back, play defense. Suck it up, bitch. Yeah, the bitching is a whole NBA thing, but Tatum is pretty. He's tough taking to it watch. to a. He's Dude, taking Daniel it to a whole Tice level. is doing it. I mean, it's getting pretty bad. Yeah, the Celtics are pretty bad. Uh, I'll just say this about uh, the sustainability and the way the Celtics are playing. Game one and game two. They both shot a ton of three-pointers. That's what the Bucks want you to do. They've got three big guys in there on the paint. They crowd the paint. They dare you to take the threes. They dare you to make the threes. I think it's completely possible, way more, very, very possible for the Celtics to shoot over 40% from three, four out of the seven games in this series, and that's all you need, and that's a win. So I think that's a six, seven-game series for them to do that, but I don't the Bucks look pretty good defensively. Their perimeter defense is is really uh, tight in in enforcing these guys um, to make decisions and get into their offense quick. And they're hounding them up the court. But there's a reason not everybody does it in the NBA. In the NBA, that's because if you break down initial press and you get into the paint and you start moving the ball around, you get wide open shots. And that's what the Celtics did the whole first half of the game. They got away from it a little bit in the third quarter. But even then, once they needed a bucket, they went back to their offense and they got open shots. I don't see how the Bucs change that defensively. Their best chance of winning is what they're doing, clogging the paint and making them shoot threes. And look, if the Celtics go cold and they shoot 30% instead of 40, they'll lose. But if they make their threes, which I think they can do between the Jays, Grant Williams, and Al Horford, Peyton Pritchard out there, they'll win. And I think that's what, kind how of, I think that's what it's going to come down to. How many more games do you think you're, you're going to hold them under 90? I mean, that's the key, right? So, I mean, no matter how bad the Celtics play, and if you can hold Milwaukee to 89 points every night, you're going to win. I just this, don't see it in being sustainable more to games. hold them. This I is the Middleton. This is the Middleton factor, right? Yeah, because he's a he's a killer. I mean, that's outside shooter that would kill the Celtics and has look, owned them. Look at the Bucks and how well they shot the ball in game one. They couldn't miss from three. Everybody was hitting. Grace Nowen was hitting. The other white boy was hitting. Drew Holiday was hitting st- fucking fuck you threes in the first quarter they don't shoot like that all the time i wish i texted these two thoughts to you after game one because i could be two tooting my ass off 
My first thought was this, the Bucks won't shoot this well moving forward. They're going to come back down to earth in the Celtics, uh, just the opposite, which is kind of what we saw a little bit more on the Celtics side. The other thing, the Jalen Brown game in game one, which is terrible. He completely got away from his mid range game, which is, I think is best part of his game. That little fadeaway at, at the uh, free throw. Mm-hmm. And we saw it in quarter one of game two. That's exactly where he went. He put Grayson Allen on the deck. He stepped back on Giannis. He scored 10 straight points right in that free throw area. He can own that area because that's the weakness of of the Bucs defense, and it's the strength of Jalen's game. So I think that they can can hold Giannis in check. Um, I don't see him going off for a 50-point game the way that they're going to play defense on him if everyone stays healthy for the Celtics, and it's up to the Bucs role players to be able to hit shots. Um, And that's what it's going to come down to. To make miss league, you got to hit shots to win. And I think the Celtics have more shot makers on their team right now. We haven't hold. even seen we haven't even seen Peach Basket out there, the best player in the best shooter in the draft. What if happened? We saw him at, at the end of game one. We saw them all. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> we saw the whole bench there. Yeah. If you kept the if you kept the game on for that long, uh, he just got out of the rotation, Bill. They're they're playing an eight man rotation right now. That's how I'm West. No, I didn't know. I know I they sent him up to Maine. I didn't know if he came back. He's back. He's still there. There's some guys I like on the those end small of this rotations. bench that if I named them, even you couldn't tell me who they were, Bill. And I know that you're not a basketball guy. But... Sam Hacker. Hacker. Isn't he on there or whatever? Yeah, he's one Hacker. of the well-known guys. There's a couple at the end. that you There's know, a couple of the... white guys that I'm like, who's who that guy? Who the hell is this? Is yeah. Hacker's like a seven-foot whitey, right? I don't know if he's quite seven foot, but he's a three. Ready? He's a three. It's okay, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. We're white. White, right, on, cool. white on white, man. White on white, baby. All right, a uh, quick break, and we're going to do some tough Bruins talk. Right back. Bill's gonna get angry. Look how sad he is. <laughs> I have to keep watching the Celtics in the playoffs instead of the Bruins. I'm gonna be upset. Well, don't That's... worry. You got your you got your Red Sox too. <laughs> don't worry. 7 p.m. every night. Nesson. Yeah, baby. Good win last night. <laughs> Woo! Waka waka waka. The with the loaning the shining bright spot in the uh, Red Sox organization. I tried are talking them. Bill. Are we talking? Them, Heard it here first. first. Bottom of the dome, pull them down. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got some good stats. Okay, let's breeze yeah. through this Bruins uh, uh, section here because half of it is going to have to be done tomorrow at some point because we're in the middle of game two. Just your key takeaways here from game one, Bill. I'll read you a couple of mine and you can go from there. Ray, hockey guy, Ray, if you have something to add. Uh, Bruins in that first period, I think made or break maybe the series with the amount of shots that they got on goal and the amount of uh, times they failed to put it in the back of the net. Some key rebounds they missed throughout the whole game. Bad positioning, uh, one by Jake DeBrust on the right spot. Just unlucky bounces. Taylor Hall hit a post in the third period. Um, your offense just couldn't finish. You outshot them. You couldn't finish in that first period. You really set the tone. And if you had buried one, maybe even, you know, maybe even two, then it's a completely different game. And I think probably a completely different series at this point. Um, that being said, it was a two, one game in the third period. Like I said, when Taylor Hall um, turned it on, he had a couple rushes there to start the third period that if he had buried one, it's a different game. Instead, they come back. Grizzly gets pinched and misses it, goes for the pinch and misses it. And boom, now it's a three, one game and it's pretty much over. Um, yeah. Omark looks soft, Bill. I think a lot of people are giving some credit on that, but I don't yeah, like- I want to. I'm sick of that credit. I mean, he had not to cut you off, but we're, uh, we're recording in the middle of game two. He had a, uh, his first goal came or second goal goal came from the point, you know, and that's a problem. I mean, that, that, that needs to be addressed. Two of those thought, game one came from the point. And all I'm hearing is, well, he was screened. He was screened. No, well, you need it's the goal. Bruce job Cassidy not be said, screened. It, yeah. Get the, and Bruce get Cassidy said it well, he says, you need to make sure you're clear in your crease out. You own that crease. You move guys out of there. You need to create your shot. You need to create your, your line of sight. Right. And the Bruins need to do a better job of, you know, helping him out a little bit there, but no, I, w- I would have went to Swayman truthfully. I, I, I'm all, I'm all set with all Mark, especially watching him tonight. I mean, you know, again, another goal from the point. It was tipped still, though. I'll tell you what you, they you should do. They start. should pull him right now in game two. Put Swayman in there. Try and give the team a jolt. You're down. You're down two nothing. Basically, the end of the first. You're getting real chippy right now. You just had Coyle and another guy go off for uh, matching minors. You're getting real chippy after the whistle. Now get some fights. I'm hoping it br- it brings some life into him. But again, you're two twenty. You're outscored, including right tonight. You're twenty three to two total in this five games, six games. I believe this is a six games. You have one even strength goal. And I believe it was Taylor hall last night. 
or mm-hmm. Monday night, whatever it was. Um, so, I mean, this is a problem. You have your all for or one for 17 against Carolina uh, on the power play. And I believe your Bruins are three or two for their last 49 on the power play now after the two tonight. So, I mean, you have your problem right there. I mean, we've said it before once on the show maybe a thousand times i mean you need the you need the depth scoring none of those guys are are, aren't stepping up and then when your power play is not clicking this is when you need it the most and you're not getting it and again you don't have a goalie that's going to steal you a series i don't think swayman or all marks that problem i mean that guy and as much as you know i hate to caress but he's a goalie that's going to steal you a series he's a goalie that's going to get you there but never win you win you anything but he'll he'll at least get you there and the bruins don't have that right now yeah, I agree with you. I'd throw Swayman in right now. I don't, you know, I don't know if they have, if Cassidy has learned his lesson from last year, sticking with Tuka Rask too long, if that was just a Tuka problem, but I'd have a, a real short hook. If you go Omar. home, if you go home to nothing, you got to make Swayman. that change. I make it right it. now, mid game. I make it right now, pull his ass and try and li- put some fight. Like you said, they haven't scored. They've scored two goals all season against this team and not that a goalie is going to affect your offense, but he can lift a team and play. And we've seen them play a little bit faster, a little bit harder, a little bit more enthusiastic in front of Swayman than Olmark for a good chunk of this season. Obviously maybe the, the moment's too big for Olmark. I know it's not all his fault. He's not giving up total softies, but he's also like you said, not stealing you a game and you need that right now. So this isn't working change. You got to do something different. And where's Marshawn? And where's Pasenak? One goal. Where's Bergeron? Where are these guys? Where are your best players right now? Yeah, one goal in his last 14 games for Marshawn, and it was an empty netter. I mean, that's a problem. I'm not so worried about Pasenak again. I think he had good looks. You know, you you mentioned finish. Same thing with Taylor Hall. You just got to finish them. They both had real good looks. You know, I, I expect those to come even when he and pass, pass and that came back from injury. You know, he, he was putting up numbers. I think he had a hat trick or close to a two goals when he c- kind of came back. So, I mean, I'm not worried about him. Marshawn and, and Bergeron are the guys. I mean, I know Bergeron had a hat trick later in the year, but at the last game of the year, I think yeah, he put in a hat trick. Marshawn's the guy. I mean, he's he's what kind of makes that set, that first line. He's the engine that makes that first line drive, honestly. I mean, he's your best all-around forward. You know, he's he's probably the best one left left winger in, in, in hockey, you know, bar none. And you really need him to start stepping up. I mean, that's a bit that's that's a huge hole. If you can get, you know, that line clicking, you got the goal out of Taylor Hall in that second line. You know, I mean, at least you get both those lines clicking. But it's, it, I think that your offense starts with Marshawn. I think that's the driving force. He's your best, most skilled player. I mean, yeah, Patterson actually your best goal scorer, but Marshawn's your best skilled player. And if he's not clicking like this in the last month, month and a half right now, 14 games, I mean, that's a problem for this Bruins team. Down 2-0 uh, game in a period into it. Do you uh, hit this panic button? Um, I'm saying change the goalie. Now I'm suggesting to you. I'm putting. Do you, do you put the erection line, line back up together? Is that yeah, what I mean, said? if you're, I'm putting him right back up there. I mean, at, at some point, you can't let this series get away from you. You know, if it's a series against, you know, it's, it's even a Tampa Bay in any of these seasons, you can't let it get away from you. You got to make the changes early. You know, you. Excuse me, we allude to the Patriots. You've seen them halftime adjustments. I mean, you're you're down two, two goals in game two. You're down one nothing in the series. I mean, at at some point, you need a spark. You know, and I, I know Hala Hall and, and Pasnak have played good together, but put that number one line. See if you can get it. You got to get back in this game. Even if you at least lose give him a game, couple shifts. Give him, at least give him a couple even shifts if you and see if it game, looks right. I want to see some more fight because you, you went down 2 1 game one, you know, or 2 nothing game one. You came in that second, you got that third goal in there. So 2 1. And then, you know, you had that momentum and you just couldn't, you couldn't capitalize on it. Even if you go, you know, lose a four or three game or something just show me some fight give give yourself some 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 momentum going back and if you need if you need if that line starts erupting and you need to make those adjustments going back to game three at home you need to do it you can't piss away this i mean you're you're, you're thinking about bergeron probably done after this yeah refuses to sign extension refuses <laughs> to talk to extension i mean go out and win it for him let's go i'm, I'm tired of this shit hockey guy it's right? not even it's not even over yet because obviously the if, a, if we can go home, win a game there, the series isn't over. Uh, do whatever if you, you lose can. tonight, it's over. I don't think so. You still got your home until you lose at home, it's not over yet. So you go back to Boston, you can pull one out, you can pull two out. Uh, it's still a series. So do everything you can. I think you've got to put Swayman in there. But I have a question for you, Bill. Would you rather watch the Celtics the rest of this uh, playoff run for fire Sweeney? Because they're all, in all accounts, they're saying if the Bruins loses, Sweeney's gone. So when, what would you rather have the Bruins to keep going and have Sweeney there for next year or 
fire Sweeney now and watch the Celtics for the rest of this playoff run? I mean, the answer is the Bruins. I want to see the Bruins win a season. Well, no, because I think, well, this is bet. We're going to do a little bit of Bruins uh, game two talk after this, but we got to record it later. I was going to save that question, but that's okay. Um, if Sweeney, if the Bruins get to the second round, Sweeney's safe. If they lose the first round, I think he's gone. So you'd rather have a uh, second yeah. round exit and Sweeney in the future than watch the Celtics uh, make their way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, no. So the way you were framed that question, Rich, and the way Ray... <laughs> it's the same fucking way it. I did it, you fucking... No, because I said I would rather watch the Bruins win the Stanley Cup. If Ray, Rich just framed it as, would you, if it was a second round exit, would you rather them... Yeah, a little bit tougher. So he, a little bit tougher he, question. He man. framed the question a little gotcha. bit. You had your okay. question was too uh, open. It's okay, open, right? We, we have our we no, have no, our, no, we yeah. have our roles here. And uh, I always thought like I think like you guys are on my level of dumb. So I, I like how Rich brings it to a smarter oh, man. Yours was oh, yeah. You're like my <laughs> wife. You so say you left half it. of the things you're thinking out loud and expect me to know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah, I could yeah. watch him win the Stanley exactly. Cup, of course I'll put up with with Don Sweeney. You win a Stanley Cup, you get you're good for another five years in my book. You, yeah, that's yeah, your yeah. We'll just keep drafting scrubs, but, it, but you'll have that. You'll have that Stanley, have Cup, Stanley Cup. Rig, that's baby. fine. But if it was the second round exit, then absolutely losing the first round, fire Sweeney. I'll watch the Celtics. Let's go, go Rob the Williams. <laughs> let's go Rob. Let's go Time Lord. I want to watch you win the NBA championship. All right, uh, a little game two talk. Here's mine. Woof. Uh, can I give you mine? Sure. Uh, Bruins suck. They, uh, well, I'll tell you this, and this is honestly, this segment is, will can end on this sentence. This, the, the Bruins are just not as good as the Carolina Hurricanes. You're just seeing a team run up in the Bruins run up against a team that is not as good as their opponent. That's, that's it. I mean, they've, they, they tried everything. When we were recording last night, we were calling, I was calling for Swayman by the second period. We were also calling for the erection line. Cassidy pulled the trigger on that. That didn't help. Bergeron got two goals, but Pasternak's basically been a zero, except for clipping the fucking goalie and ruining the power play. He took out a goalie. That's all he did. And ruined a power play. And Marshawn did the same thing. Slashed the goalie and ruined a power play. I think their their, uh, attempted mentality at pushing back with toughness does not match their... They're pussies. Well, I don't know if they're mentally pussies. They're just not big and strong enough to be able to do anything about it. Like they want they're big, they're big and slow, so they should be strong, but yet they're not. They're just slow and yeah. Yeah. they can't score. They can't do shit. They can't do anything right. And Carolina is just the better team. They're just middling. And two ways to look at this. When the season started, you and I were on the same page. This this roster was not constructed to go anywhere. Outside of the first or second round, um, they draft. You know, they they signed the uh, Felino Felino Falanges of the world and the uh, you know in these middle six guys, for Bart, for Bert, just just guys that didn't push the needle and filled some space in their roster and got them exactly where they are right now, which is a team that cannot elevate in a postseason series. To where they need to be and you're just seeing that you're you're lacking skill you're lacking toughness you're lacking size you're lacking speed you're you're just a middling team you're just a middling team what are the seed goal differential 20 to 3 right now or something stupid like that well they what did they uh what was the final score uh five uh, five to two so that would make it 27 to four (laughs) i think i think my math is correct there 27 to four bergeron with two of them last night uh Notice how I said they scored two goals. Bergeron had two of them. That would make uh, who with zero? Uh, Pasternak. Oh, yes. And everybody else, including Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, Patrice Bergeron, Taylor Hall. Two of the top four forwards in the league. And they can't. I'm not going to say leak a drop. They got two, but that was it was an ugly two. And uh, you're just getting outclassed. You're just, you're just getting outclassed. I mean, you knocked the fucking goalie out and you lost to the rookie Russian. Like, what do you, what do you want? What do you want? Uh, Hampus Lindholm out indefinitely. So we don't, I don't think he's going to be back in the playoffs. Even if we make a run at this, uh, McAvoy got injured last night. He got taken out. I mean, well, let's talk about, let's stick on the Lindholm thing real quick. Cause this could have, uh, extending, uh, consequences here. So first off, what did you think of the hit clean? I thought it was fine. I mean, 
clearly he caught him in the head because he went and got concussed, but yeah. he didn't launch. He didn't hit him in the head directly. I think he went into the chest and came through. Came up, yeah. Um, I don't know if you watched the uh, New England Sports Tonight with Felger and Holly, but they had Amante on, and, and he said, like, the clearest indicator of someone hitting somebody in the chest is their stick broke. And that's what happened to, uh, to uh, Lindholm. He was holding the butt of his stick. So you're holding your stick like this. If you're listening, I'm holding it against my chest. Someone hits you in the chest that snaps the stick against your chest. So clearly, he didn't hit him in the fucking head. So, yeah, clean Makes hit. Sense. But, uh, sorry, to your point, uh, probably out indefinitely. Um, we'll see if he can get, get back. Here's a bigger concern. They signed this guy for eight seasons. <laughs> Did not look up to snuff uh, here in just two playoff games, and we might not see him again in the playoffs for who knows how long what we who knows what the outcome of this Bruins round one It'd be a Savard kind of implications if he got hit that if his bell got rung that hard yeah you know the reports coming back was like oh he he was able to travel home it's like he got fucked up that bad where they were concerned that he wouldn't even be able to make it stay in Carolina for this so he got fucked up pretty good we'll see what happens I mean I know they're hockey players hockey tough and all that but you get your bell rung that hard I mean Oh, I mean, shit and all that stuff nowadays, especially now, like, you know, I think half the reason probably Bergeron's thinking about calling it quits. Like he's one concussion away from, you know, mm-hmm. sipping out of a fucking straw. So yeah, you know, they can happen to these guys. You take a hit and uh, you never the same player. And speaking of same player, I don't know if he's the guy that we were expecting to see. I mean, he's, he certainly was not pushing guys off the front of the net. He was certainly not laying hits like McAvoy was. And, um, you know, the stylistic play from a guy that big doesn't really match up to his size. No, or, no. In the playoffs, it hasn't. Big pussy. That's all he is. <laughs> Other than that, uh, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I think the biggest story coming out of this game in the last two games is the Bruins tried to match the intensity and the physicality of the Hurricanes. They tried to match the skill of the Hurricanes, and they can't. They're just not as good. I mean, no. I think it's that simple. No, I agree. I agree. I think Carolina is the best team in the East right now. It's either them or Florida. And from there, I mean, you know, it's going to be fire Sweeney. Uh, they're saying Bruce Cassidy could be going along with them because if you get a new GM, you get a new coach. Usually General. Uh, is this going to be the thing that they're going to blow it up and start all over? Is this going to be the thing they that have... we're talking? Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, but like Brad Marchand, is he going to be on the trade table? Like, you know, what, what what's the implication? Who are they going to keep? What's how big of a blow up is this going to be? This is my big they have to get rid of Sweeney. I mean, it was fire Sweeney for a long time. His drafts have been atrocious. Uh, he's made some decent trades. You know, Taylor Hall is is on this roster. Um, more so, I think, because he wanted to come to Boston than Don I was Sweeney. Say that. I think that was Taylor Hall. Like, Charlie Coyle is a good third-line center, and is and because of the, the cap going up uh, this in the next year or so, his, his number's not hurting you too, too much. He signed his own guy. He's, you know, he signed his own guys for great deals, mm-hmm. for really, really great deals. Um, but outside of that, man, you look at this Allmark move. That was a mistake. Forbert was a mistake. Uh, Felino was a mistake. Say what you want about no sick. How has, has a good this year. Lindholm trade could be a Lindholm mistake. might be, might be the biggest mistake of them all. Mm-hmm. So outside of signing his own guys to team friendly deals, which has probably little to do with him and more to do about the Boston Bruins organization and Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. You got to fucking you got to get rid of this guy. And generally when the GM goes, the coach goes, Mike, I'm, I'm interested to see how sweet how, uh, Cam Neely comes out of this president mm-hmm. of hockey operations, whatever his title is. See if he makes it out clean, but uh, you're going to call, you're going to call for a sweep. Now are the Bruins going to get swept. Or are they going to pull one out? We got uh Swayman in net here for game three coming up. Do you think they pull one out of their ass? And um, I'm going to, I'll give you my answer. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's sweet. I think it's a gentleman sweep. I think they get one home in Boston. They get the Boston juice and they pull one out, but it's probably a gentleman sweep um, and going home after that. I said it was a sweep. I'm going to say, go, let's go seven games. Let's just fucking <laughs> right, go. Okay. Fine fine. Go fuck yourself. Let's do this. Let's <laughs> uh, re- uh, go back in time and reverse scales and throw it over to headlines with the obvious one. That's a little, that's a little production magic for you there. I've got wicked confused real quick. <laughs> Okay, uh, headlines to the obvious one. Uh, thank you there, Richard. 
The Celtics bounced back against Giannis and the Bucks in a game two victory, 109-86. Jalen Brown led all scorers with 30 points, 25 were in the first half. The Celtics and Bucks resume the series next month on Saturday in Milwaukee because the NBA needs seven days off. The Bruins dropped game one and probably game two, uh, 5-1. Did Pasternak score a goal there, Bill? Did he score any goals? Was he in the lineup? Hard to say because he wasn't there. Ray Sardamas says the Bruins will get their ass kicked tonight in game two. Uh, the collective New England Patriots fan base is still reeling from what is being heralded as the worst NFL draft in the history of worst things. Prayers up. Uh, the Yankees have won a billion games straight and the Red Sox suck. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. Thank you, Raymond. Uh, let's uh, shift ahead here to the Patriots draft. We did a full show on this that's coming out on Tuesday, so tune in for that. But we'll do a uh, abbreviated version. That means short, right? Abbreviated. Hey, thank you. That should have been your nickname in high school. That would have been great. I was thinking that before you said it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Although it, Bill doesn't get shit for being the same uh, height as you. Maybe uh, no. It's because he's I, gray. He's gray and gorgeous. He doesn't have to. He's no also one. thinner, so it doesn't look as like. I don't know, man. I saw him yesterday on the golf course. He ain't Ooh. that much thinner than me. Should we slip in the old, the old classic "you fat fuck" clip from our <laughs> early days? <laughs> oh, that jersey down in Philadelphia was that. That was epic. <laughs> yeah, it was on twelve layers. What? <laughs> what a segment. I was fucked up that what day. What size too. do you need? Extra large, you fat, fat fuck. fuck. <laughs> uh, coming from you. Uh, all right, Patriots draft. Let's <laughs> run through these draft picks and uh, let's just uh, give me a sucker, non suck, okay? First round, 29th pick overall, uh, trading suck. down from the 21st. Guard, suck. super guard out of Ch- Tennessee Chattanooga, Cole Strange. Suck. Suck. The only thing cool about Cole Strange is they wear 69, so you can get Strange 69 jerseys. That's nice. the only thing cool about that. I don't know why I find that so funny. It was fucking <laughs> stupid. You can actually order. Uh, you can have those custom made at uh, irenesp.com, too, if you're looking for anything like that. Bill knows. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, second I, round I pick, 50th overall. Uh, <laughs> wide receiver Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor. Suck. 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 Uh, third round, 85th overall, cornerback out of Houston, Marcus Jones, also a morally of a return guy. People are calling him the next Devin Hester. He has two broken shoulders. Uh, he's double bad wing bill. Uh, fast suck. Suckity suck. I'll give it an okay. Uh, fourth round, cornerback out of Arizona State, Jack Jones is a real piece of shit off the field. A plus, uh, A plus, great a- pick. <laughs> I like this one. Spite pick, raise for the assholes. Bill, are you on board with the assholes? Uh, I love assholes, but I hate the Patriots draft, so suck. Mark that down, right? 806, Bill, I love assholes. Loves just, assholes. Just yeah, loop yeah, that yeah. into something, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't trust anyone that won't eat ass. <laughs> you don't like no buttholes, I won't trust you. How about plugging them? Uh, Billy Zape goes 137 in the fourth round. You miss Pierre Strong. You miss Pierre Strong again. I was gonna go with that next. Okay, but all right, fine. You get what's the next one, Ray? Uh, 127 Pierre Strong, fourth round out of South Dakota State. Uh, he is a very fast young man, but small in size. Not suck. I'm gonna give that a not suck. He will be your James White. There you go. Uh, Billy Zape out of Western Kentucky threw for uh, 75 touchdowns or something. Uh, Are you calling him Billy or Bailey? Bailey. Bailey Zape. Bailey Zap. Oh, I keep hearing Billy. Might be Zap. Bailey Zap out of Western Kentucky quarterback, a fourth round quarterback to back up your franchise guy, Mac Jones, who is his second year in the league. Uh, suck. You also have Brian Hoyer and suck. Jared Stidham. Suck. Fifth round. The Patriots uh, don't select in the fifth round. Sixth round, you got three of these running back Kevin Harris out of South Carolina. Uh, big running back, bruising running back. Uh, practice squad suck, suck. <laughs> nice practice suck. squad addition. Suck. Uh, sixth round defensive tackle Sam Roberts out of Northwest Missouri State. Why do they have to come from small schools? 
Why can't you go out of the SEC, Big Ten, Big 12? Why are you going out of the Northwest Missouri State? Suck. 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 Sixth round, guard, Chasen Hines, LSU. There's a big school for you, Ray. Thank you. I like it. You like that pick? I'm going to go okay. It's a sixth round. Okay. I'm going to no, go I suck because you suck. already drafted a guard, and then you followed up with an offensive lineman. No, it's going to be out of Michigan no, in the third round. No, it's going to be funny. It's when this Chasen uh, Hines guy is the starter over Cole Strange. Yeah, exactly. That's, that, that's going to be the funny part. Uh, Bill? Uh, uh, phone guy Bill, was this a Belichick or a Macro draft? Macro, he's, he's def- he was defending it so strongly, you know. I think that 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 was his draft, you know. And you made we made a everybody made a big you know fuss about a collaboration draft last year. Dave Ziegler, Macro was in there, whoever else they took with them to Houston and where fucking where's he Vegas now? I mean, that that's what you saw. Elliot Wolf kind of was in there too. I mean, this year just scream like Belichick's fingerprints weren't on it a lot, a lot of reaches, a lot of like moving around the draft, which made zero sense at the time. I, it just didn't seem like a Belichick ass draft. Right. Which is weird to me. Like the piggyback off of you, Bill, is that he's so close to Shula's record. Like, why wouldn't your fingerprints, if you know that there's, you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, you got probably five years left in this league. Why wouldn't you be putting your fingerprints all over this draft? I think there's more Belichick here than we've given credit for in the, in these two shows. So I'll give you a couple of examples, drafting two running backs in one draft Belichick. He's done mm-hmm. that three or four times, uh, getting two running backs in the fourth ish round that screams Belichick to me, um, having depth young, cheap depth at running back screams Belichick drafting a quarterback in the fourth round to have a cheap backup option behind Mac Jones screams Belichick to me. I don't know how much we want to get into the sixth and seventh rounders because it's hard to really tell at that point in time, you'd hope they're just going with the best guy on the board. Um, but the Cole strange and Taekwon Thornton scream macro the reach for a tough player. Cause you want a tough team and a fast player. Cause you want a fast team screams macro Marcus uh-huh. Thornton, the all-around Devin Hester can play. People are comparing him to Troy Brown. That's got Belichick's fingertips on, finger on it. The two cornerbacks in a row says maybe Belichick is picking this one, and now Matt Groh picks the other one, and they both pick a cornerback and see which one works. Like the asshole is going to work. However you want to define it, here's the here's the word I'll give you: dysfunctional. It just feels dysfunctional down there right now, and uh, it, it, you know. The way that their division is shaping up and their conference is shaping up. Not looking good, boys. Not looking good. Hopefully they can Six prove wins, seven wins if you're lucky. I mean, it, 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 you're looking that bad right now. Bill, what, are you playing fucking Candy Crush or something? You, do, you, you're trying to schedule another goddamn drill, dr- grill, drill, drill guy to come fix your refrigerator? Just putting up their, uh, re- just streaming the Red Sox game. That's <laughs> He's quit. He's quit on the Bruins, and now a uh, a game in fucking May. The Red Sox. It's like uh, a total drug addict, you know. You just know your life's going downhill, but you need another bump. Yeah. So speaking of the Red Sox, speaking of a bump, let's get an afternoon delight, and we'll uh, do a uh, thirty-second Red Sox segment. <laughs> they suck. There it is. Sky rockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I huh. think. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Okay, welcome back, Bill. Please uh, repeat what you said off air for uh, this is our Red Sox segment. They suck. Let's get to the simple, simplest minds of the week. To finish no, but I'll, I'll tell you though, like Michael Walker <laughs> has been the one bright spot. He's what? Wait, wait, Hold wait. On. Can you say that one more time? Shut as up, much as I, Bill's trying to say something. Let me finish. Ahead, as, much as, as much as I hated the signing, Ray's been muted. Uh, the Red Sox are four and one in games that he's pitched. They're six and 13 in games that he hasn't pitched. He's a lone bright spot for this team. It was a shame they took him out last night at five and two thirds with 60 pitches in a two nothing game. Guys throwing heat. I mean, it just. He's off to a good start. We'll see what happens when, you know, the weather starts turning and it gets gets warmer. But right now, I mean, he's the pit. Ray, like you shake your head, but it's a true thing. No, Bill, you've been saying this now for a few weeks. You had pointed out that Michael Walker, you know, just keep an eye on him because he 
could be the lone bright spot. So yeah, Garrett Whitlock's what start, starting tonight. Yeah. What? What's that, Ray? Do you have any other? Uh, what's that? No, that was me that said that. Oh, you said that? Yeah. That was you. Oh, okay. That was me. We'll oh. have to run the tape. Baseball yeah, Ray. Baseball guy Ray. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't. Uh, that doesn't. That doesn't, that doesn't right add up. Can uh, I ask you a real question? What's the fix? Is there one? I mean, you you want to say pitching? You know, you need bullpen help. You need a closer for sure. But I mean, the offense has been terrible. You you have no first baseman. Bobby Dahlbach sucks. It, it's bad enough you're playing Frenchy Cordero. You you got That's rid of Travis Shaw. Sorry to interrupt you, but the management of first base by the Red Sox for the last two years has been inexcusable. You had cheap options out there just to uh, just pull the string until Christian Cassis, who by the way has never played an MLB game before. I know that he's a highly touted prospect, but that doesn't mean he's going to come in here and hit 30 home runs and hit 300. Like he's going to need time to adjust and he's don't, there's no guarantee he's going to even be good. So for them just to rely on Bobby fucking Dahlback, the guy who we were monitoring the Mendoza line for the majority of last year until September, when all of a sudden, for some reason he got hot, probably did some fucking steroids for them to rely on him and Instead of going and paying an Anthony Rizzo $8 million or going after 18, the big fish and yeah. Freddie Freeman, whose deal looks like a fucking steal compared to what you're playing. Trevor story. who can't hit the brown side of a barn. Fuck the Red Sox. Fuck this management. Heimbloom sucks. And your stupid petty cash fucking management style. Go pay for a first baseman. The goddamn Red Sox. Anthony Rizzo and Aaron judge combined to have more home runs than nine MLB teams. And the Red Sox are on that list. They've had 18 home runs combined for the two. The Red Sox have had fit hit 15 as a team. I mean, that's, that's where you want it. I mean, that you want it. That's a, that's a guy I identified. I didn't want Kyle Schwarber last year. I mocked it. I mean, it was good. Yeah. He was playing first base at the end of the year, but you know, he had a good bat, but Anthony Rizzo was a guy that I wanted, you know, I bitched up here that, Oh, two top 15 prospects. You went out and traded for fucking um, Kyle Schwarber and tried to hope that you can make him a first baseman. No, Anthony Rizzo is a guy he's been in this organization before is a guy that you could have probably re-signed. You know, you saw the Yankees sign him for two years for 18 million bucks. It's $9 million a year. Why is he, why is he not starting at first base right now? And that's the guy you should have targeted. And that was a big, that's a big hit. You traded for him. You got him in the, if you got him in here, I think if you had it legit him, you're looking at a team that could potentially, you would potentially beat Houston last year. You could have had I mean, him and you could have had Schwarber with what yeah, you could have got them both, but you, you didn't want it. But hey, your... Bill, they're, they're a top five uh, team. They're a top five farm system now. So, yeah, great. you know that's what? That's you great. About, yeah. That's great. Yeah. They get the number one prospect in baseball. Can I answer your question real quick, Richard? When the when how's this going to turn around? Uh, Liverpool just made the uh, Champions League finals. Again, let's go no, 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 no. And then Pittsburgh Penguins are in the playoffs still. So once both those teams or seasons are over, then John Henry will go to his third rated uh, team, which is the Red Sox, and be like, "Oh, what can I do to drive ticket sales?" That's when all this will start turning around. What's the well, most he'll need valuable? Team he'll need a vacation you know, in between that, so it might need a couple weeks. Before. Liverpool. Liverpool is more valuable than the Red Sox at like $3 billion. Yeah. Two and a half, three billion. Yeah. I think okay. Liverpool is more. I think that it's like Cowboys, Patriots, Liverpool. No, it's all those Premier League teams are all fucking. Manchester United is the most expensive. How much is. Cowboys okay, we're going to go with Simplest there, Minds yeah. of the Week uh, to end the show here. Be right back. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. Yep, Liverpool's valued more. Suck my dick. How much? No, I, I wasn't being a dick. God, I was legit asking that question. Asshole. You're so spiteful. I was legit asking you a question. They're what valued at $4.1 billion. What are the socks? Socks are like two six. Hold on. God damn it. But, but in today's market, go up to Jesus Christ. The Bruins have four guys in the penalty box right now. <laughs> it's going great. Red Sox are worth $3.9 Okay, so it's not that far. In what? Four point what? One and what oh, are the Jesus. Patriots worth? So they're even. You want me to tell you? Yeah, five. Suck my dick, Ray. You want to go to the simplest minds of the week, boys? Yes, please. Yes. You get playoff okay. hockey to finish. <laughs> hey, uh, the the lone guy on this list is the uh, dumb no. motherfucker. Fucking a Ray. They, all right, god damn it. Now you've tipped me that now you tipped the scale. Go ahead. What do you got? Ryan Tannehill. Have they go to see a therapist because he threw three Hold interceptions? On. Hold on. Mute, mute. How do I mute him? I can't. Just shut up. Bill, riddle me this. We have a text exchange that pretty much fucking dings nonstop. Am I right? 
Correct. Did Ryan Tannehill come across that ever when I asked for examples of it? I hate to agree with Ray, but yes. Oh, you motherfucker. Let me look. It did. You read it back. You like my, like, the guy that attacked Dave Chappelle, and then it, Ray goes, Ryan Tannehill, blah, blah, blah. And then we, I think we started another conversation. Simplest Minds is the idiot who attacked Dave Chappelle last night. I'm golfing. Won't be home till 7 and 15. I sent King of the Castle, King of the nope. Castle. Right in between that, Tannehill. There Tannehill, is a Tannehill. Mind, went to therapy to get help after his three interceptions and refused to help Malik Willis. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have it. Now, oh, to be fair, that gift took like 20 minutes to send, so maybe I went through a bad pocket. Yeah, you might have not just got it, but he did send it. But either oh, way, well. it's not Ryan Tannehill. Fine. Uh, but Ray, uh, throw your candidate out there, Ryan Tannehill. Why is he the simplest mind in the league? Uh, Ryan Tannehill, after throwing three interceptions against Kansas City, he had to go see a therapist over the offseason uh, because he was having, uh, I don't know, sad thoughts about throwing three interceptions to Kansas City. <laughs> like a little bitch. Oh, did Bruins score again there, Bill? And then uh, the Titans drafted Malik Willis, the kid from Liberty, and Ryan Tannehill came out and said he refuses to help him or uh, mentor him during his uh, rookie Brett year. Favre said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. He goes, I'm not going to mentor that kid. T- Tom Brady said the same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not my job to mentor these kids. Come on. I don't care. About tell me, that. tell me the difference between uh, Tom Brady, Brett Favre and Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Hall of Famers. <laughs> <laughs> the gall, the gall on Ryan Tannehill. Hey, you uh, could score in a power play. <laughs> That's fucking weird. Hey, Bill, shape up. What's your candidate for simplest minds of the week? Other than Don Sweeney. But the 23-year-old that thought it was a good idea to rush the stage at uh, Dave Chappelle, um, what, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whatever, Monday night, whatever it was. Tuesday um, night, the Wednesday morning, yeah. 20, he, he, with a fake gun. He had a fake gun and a knife on him. Oh, it was fake? Yeah, it was fake. <laughs> uh, rushed the stage, tried to tackle Dave Chappelle, um, failed to tackle him, and then got stomped out by Jamie Frog. Jamie Foxx in Busta Rhymes. I'm not sure if you've seen Busta Rhymes right now, but he looks Huge. like he, he looks like he's been eating steroids since fucking Wuha Wuha came out <laughs> way back in the day. Like that's how fucking like this it's insane. And you saw him he got taken to the hospital with minor injuries, but Dave Chappelle's people beat the shit out of him. And it's like, come on, dude, you're at Comedy Festival. Like, did Will Smith give the right now to try to go attack comedians? Like, come on, like you're everything's funny. Like, what the fuck? just mentally unstable and i'm glad he got the living shit kicked out of him not isaiah like chris, lee isaiah lee yeah not like chris chris rock who let uh, will smith go back to his seat like a little bitch this guy got the shit kicked out of him and i'm glad to see it did you see uh chris rock was there and they got him on live mic saying was that will smith yeah <laughs> <laughs> did you see they got the obviously you saw the guy the pictures of this isaiah lee kid after like the snapped arm in half like they oh yeah they beat the beat the two broken wrists two broken wrists Chappelle and jamie fox got on stage we're talking about you know dropping n-bombs all over the place chapter one but like Chappelle's like something i've never done at a show i just checked off a box i just stomped the motherfucker backstage <laughs> <laughs> dude have you like dave Chappelle's? Uh, he's big not, too he's not that skinny motherfucker from half no he shrugged he that off he that was like that wouldn't even phase him. He sidestepped, and next thing you know, Jamie Foxx is uh, curb stomping someone. Yeah, you can't say uh, that, Bill. Yeah, that's right. I like I the. Uh... <laughs> what a fucking idiot! What a fucking idiot! All right, uh, this has been the Simple uh, my Sports Show Friday Rewind, May sixth. Oh, happy uh, Cinco de Mayo, Bill. Hope Thank you, you have a good day. That, that's a drinking holiday. And it is. I'm surprised he made it today, to be honest. It's a work day. (laughs) We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Bill, may the fourth be with you. Bye-bye. Check it out. Fucking nerd. The only thing you need to do right here is snod your fucking head. Yeah. Yeah. Break your fucking neck, bitches. So I, I figured you knew because you were giving me the warnings that I yeah, was I know. Yeah, I got, I got, I got those wandering eyes. <laughs> I got the wandering eyes and, and like the, the fucking spasms that something bad is about to happen. Fuck, fuck, dude! It's the most nerve-wracking game. It really is to watch. Playoff hockey is a is yeah. You can lose some weight watching playoff hockey. Oh yeah. Really?
sleep. Try it, right? Dude, the Bruins Blackhawks series. I, I think watched the it the first, other night. I didn't lose it. They had weight. one game went to like three overtimes. I remember going to bed at like 3 a.m., getting up at like five to go to work. Those days, ugh, Where's only the place, for playoff. Where did you watch the finals when you were, when the Bruins were in the finals? Atlantic City. Yeah, I remember your, the story you told me about that. I always giggle about your story about Atlantic City. Yeah, that was a fun night. That was a fun night. <laughs> Shall you go on, or should we just assume co- co- hookers and cocaine? Well, no. So I took, I got, was on a work. Yes. Event. No, but yes. No, there, I didn't trust Atlantic City blood. I was down there for a work work event. It was, I was watching the, the Bruins win the Stanley Cup by myself in the bar at MGM. I took four shots of Patron, walked out of the bar, fell into a nice, delicious lady. Like, hey, where are you going right now? She's like, nothing. Walk back to my room. I'm like, hey, I'm going to the beach bar. Let's go. One thing led to another. Got a little bit of dark chocolate. Went home. Woke up. Brought. I kicked her out at like 5 a.m. Got in the car. Drove all the way back here. And that's where the train of STD started. No, 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 no. Oh, before that, uh, no. We've we've established that that was back in Nam. That was Seoul, Korea. When he was trying um, heroin for the first time and just laying down the law over there in <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> laying down the law. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and start the show, the Simple Mind Sports Show, where we talk New England sports and the uh, latest and Pussy. 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 Pussy.
this is a wet ass pussy. Fuck it with a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Beat it up. Chapter one, get your car, extra charge. Put pussy in real face. In the gym, in the bar, in the wet ass pussy. Uh, clearly, you didn't look at the lyrics before trying that at all, did you? <laughs> Uh, thank you for that. That was nice. Fee pays his debts. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> um, hey Ray. <laughs> Hello, Richard. Thank you. I'm just now. I'm in a great mood. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, I was in. I'm a, I've been in a real bad mood all day, so that actually lifted me up too. So, 